Hi, this is Janice Cunningham. I'm the host of Refresh Her, and this is a place where I desire to refresh you as a woman in your heart, your home, and your life. We're going to talk about motherhood a little bit today. If you knew there was one kind of belt that you could strap on that would help you to love more, would you put it on? Stick around today and listen to find out just what belt that might be. Motherhood is a blessing. Well, most of the time, right? There can be some very discouraging times as a mom. Times when maybe you feel like you're just not hitting the mark. You're missing out on maybe that how to fix a child's attitude or keep the tone of your home loving and warm. And it can be very overwhelming just because of all of the demands that are on us. We're supposed to be able to fix everything. And sometimes we just feel like, well, we know that we don't measure up. And so we come to the Lord and we say, Father, I need your wisdom. I'm so thankful for the pink passages in scripture, those verses and passages that are talking directly to us as wives and moms, and they give us some really wonderful instruction. And as we read Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, these are familiar verses, but we're going to park on just one little phrase today. Let's remember what this passage is talking about. And Paul says that the aged women are to be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, but teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands. And here's the phrase we're going to zero in on, to love their children. So if that is a command, I have two questions to ask. Why are we to be instructed? And secondly, how do we do this? How do we love our children more? Why do I need to know and how can I do it? So let's first start off with the why. Why does somebody need to instruct a younger woman to love her children? Well, because first of all, it's easy to fall into the trap of doing tasks rather than being loving. We know what needs to be done and we can jump to it and check off everything on our list. But how are we doing it? Note that Paul never says, help them learn how to do more. But he says, let love dominate the influence that they have in their children's lives. Now, secondly, certainly there are some aspects of love that are inborn in us. We just have that motherly nature and love. But there are some aspects, especially the sacrificial kind, that are not inborn in us. None of us just get up thinking, how can I lay my life down for somebody else today? Our flesh that we fight against every day wants its own way. We want comfort. We want ease. We want me time. We want to be first. And so 
the sacrificial kind of love that a mother is to have for her children must be taught. We see Christ sacrificing for others all through his ministry and life, right up to the moment when he died on the cross for us. But when we look at ourselves, we see ourselves and we know that we are selfish, we are lazy, we are self-centered, we are proud. Colossians chapter 3 tells us that we are to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of our mouth. And then we are to put on, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing and forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave us. Now, when we think about doing all those things for other people at church or people outside of our home, it's not quite as hard. But when it comes to doing those things for the people that live inside the walls of our house, It's much more difficult, isn't it? Let's move down to verse 14 of Colossians chapter 3. And here we're going to find the belt that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we need to put on. And above all these things, so above the humility, above the meekness, above the long suffering, put on charity. And he says, which is the bond of perfectness. Love is the quality that binds all other godly characteristics together. And when you look at Colossians chapter 3, and he says, take off all these things. They're the old man, anger, wrath, malice, all those things. But then he says, here's your new wardrobe. Put on humility and meekness and long-suffering. But above all these things, put on charity because it is the bond. It's what holds everything else together. Because if we are being forgiving and we are not doing it with love, what is it? Or if we are being meek, but we aren't doing it with love, what is it? All of these things have to be done with love. Because we know that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tells us that love bears all things and believes all things, hopes all things, and love never fails. And if godly love is lacking, then the Christian character is deeply flawed. Now, as moms, we can jump to all the tasks It's easy to take a dirty child, stick them in the tub, wipe off the grime, get them redressed, pajamas on, and put them in bed. We can do it. But is it done with love? Now, does that seem ridiculous? I mean, I'm supposed to give a bath with love? Well, yes. I'm supposed to serve a meal with love? Yes. Everything that we do as a mom is to be done with love. Let's get a little refresher course in this familiar chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. 
because he said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understand mysteries and knowledge, I could remove mountains and I have not love, I am nothing. So we go on down through the passage and we know that it says at the end, And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Why is love greater than hope? Because as a believer, one day our faith is going to be sight. We are going to see Christ. We will be with him. And one day the hope that we've had all our Christian lives is going to be realized. But love is going to last forever. This is the kind of love that Christ has for us. And this is the love that we are to have for our children. So that's why we have to be taught. How do we demonstrate this in our home? Love itself cannot be taught. Godly love flows out from our very being, from the God of love himself. And that same love of Christ is poured out from us then into the lives of others. And why do we do it? We do it for God's honor and his glory. We want to point those that we are loving, we want to point them back to our God and say, I can only love you because my God loves me so much. John 13, 33 says, Little children, yet a little while and I am with you and ye shall seek me. And as I said to the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. When we see a mom demonstrating that kind of love to their children, we know it isn't because the children are perfect and they're all easy to love because every child has a sinful nature. But you know that there's something different going on there. You can tell that the Lord is enabling her to hold her tongue, to hold her anger, to be patient. And she does that with such a loving spirit. How do we do that then? It starts, first of all, with us being saturated with the love of God every day as we open his word. Here we go again. I say this over and over again on this podcast, but ladies, it's so crucial that we are in God's word every single day. Is there one day that I don't need to be reminded that I was on my way to hell, but my God loved me so much that he gave me his son so I could be redeemed? I need to be reminded of that every morning. We need to have our hearts just reminded and flooded over with the love of God. We need to, again, learn of his character. We don't read the Bible to look for ourselves, like 
Give me something that will help me. We read the Bible to learn about God. And the more that we know of his love, then we can have that kind of love towards our children. So it starts with being saturated in the word. And then secondly, it continues then with spending time in prayer. Prayer is my declaration of my dependency upon God. I come to him and I say, oh God, I blew it yesterday. Forgive me. I come to him and I confess my sin and I get my heart right and I get my soul clean again. I confess my inadequacy. I know how desperate I am without God. And so I come to him and I confess that my need for him that day and then just surrender ourselves to him. Lord, I want to be your vessel. Use me to love these children as you have loved me. And as you're in prayer, ask him to bring to your mind things that you need to speak. Ask him to bring his word to your mind. Ask him to know when you need to interrupt their activities. I can remember times when God answered this prayer in my life when my girls were home and I just felt this tug in my heart and I'd go down to their bedroom and check on them and they knew that mom loved them enough to be watching in on them. And there again is a part of the sacrifice. It's like you have to interrupt your day. You have to interrupt your time, uh, your leisure to go and again, check on a child, speak to them give them the truth, maybe reprimand them, whatever is going on, if something is uh, wrong that they're doing to correct them with love. But ask God to bring these things to your mind. And all this happens at the beginning of the day. It's setting your heart up for being prepared to love your children. And then thirdly, I think it just comes with guarding our heart all through the day And being aware of those times when all of a sudden our emotions go crashing, something maybe happened in the day that maybe wasn't even regarding the children, but something has made us a little off. And now we can feel in our spirit that we are being emotional or we are being too harsh. I confess this to you. My attitude is wrong. And ask him to help you to walk in fellowship with him. Keep short accounts. Keep a tender heart, as Proverbs 4 says, that that we are to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So if I'm not guarding my heart and I allow it through the day to just wander away from that time I had in the morning, things are going to be rough at home. I want to read to you something that is written that is very convicting to me as a mom. But it is an adaptation written by a man named Jim Fowler. He took 1 Corinthians 13, and he wrote it with the angle of a mom. Demonstrating and speaking this kind of love into our hearts of our children, what will it look like? So again, remember back to the 1 Corinthians 13 that we read just a few minutes ago. And let's just kind of turn that inward to motherhood and see what it would look like. He wrote, If I live in a house of spotless beauty with everything in its place, but have not love, I'm a housekeeper, not a homemaker. If I have time for waxing, polishing, and decorative achievements, but have not love, 
my children learn cleanliness, not godliness. If I scream at my children when they don't follow my instructions, get frustrated and fault them for every mess in our house, and have no grace and love, my children learn that mom cares more about having things done exactly her way than about listening to the needs and the hearts of her children. Love leaves the dust in search of a child's laugh. Love smiles at the tiny fingerprints of a newly cleaned window. Love wipes away the tears before it wipes up the spilled milk. Love picks up the child before it picks up the toys. Love accepts the fact that I'm the ever-present mommy, the taxi driver to every child event, the counselor when my children fail or are hurt. Love crawls with the baby, walks with the toddler, and runs with the child, then stands aside to let the youth walk into adulthood. Before I became a mother, I took glory in having it all together. Now I glory in knowing that God is in control, and His grace is sufficient for each day. All the projections I had for my house and my children have faded away into insignificance, and what remain are the memories of my kids. Now there abides in my home scratches on most of the furniture, dishes with missing place settings, and bedroom walls full of stickers, posters, and markings. But the greatest of all is the love that permeates my relationships with my children. How is this kind of love learned? I think I'm going to have to say that ultimately, this kind of love is learned on our knees. As we bow before our Heavenly Father, who loves us with a perfect love that you and I will not have on this side of eternity. He can give us that kind of love for our children. As we bring each of their names to him in prayer, as we pray for their spiritual needs, we pray for all of the little issues that are going on in their lives, maybe physical issues, maybe emotional issues, And we bring them before the Heavenly Father. And we ask God to help us love them like He loves them. We ask God for their hearts to be tender towards Him. He tells us that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And that passage I read in John 13, He says, A new commandment that I give unto you, that you love one another. And our children are definitely in the one another category. How does God want you to love your children better? And this isn't meant to give us a guilt complex, but to realize that maybe we're doing so many things. Maybe we're adding on more responsibilities and more tasks, but we're not doing any of it with God's love. Do you need to ask the Lord to give you that belt of love 
to strap around you so that it will bind together all the other attributes of the things that you're wanting to do as a mom. None of those things even matter if we don't do them with love. You know, if you have somebody serve you a meal and they serve it out of frustration, it's not very pleasant to eat it, is it? If you were driven somewhere by somebody who was angry, not such a pleasant ride. If someone sits down beside you to instruct you in a lesson and they're impatient, it's hard to learn, isn't it? When we do any of the responsibilities as a mom, it has to be, first of all, that we have strapped on that belt of love And that is the attitude in which we do every little task, every big task, every word, every every admonishment, every encouragement, every discipline. It must be done with love. So as an older woman speaking to the hearts of moms today, don't miss the most important ingredient in what you're going to be doing in your children's lives today. Let's love our children with the love of the Father. Lord, I just want to pray right now for the hearts of the moms that are listening. Oh, Lord, the task is hard. The days sometimes can seem so long. The pressures are overwhelming, and the demands and the needs of our children can be difficult. I pray, Lord, for the hearts of these ladies to just lean in to you. Oh, Lord, I pray that they would make greater times to be on their knees before you in prayer, learning the love of the Father, and they would learn how to love their children as you have loved us. Thank you for your perfect love. And I pray that they would be encouraged and refreshed in their hearts today as they parent their children. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. I trust that you'll think about that even as you maybe get dressed for the day. You strap on a belt. Remind yourself that the greatest attribute that you can have towards your children is love for them. If you'll look in the show notes, if you're interested in the printed words from the 1 Corinthians 13 adaptation for moms, you'll find that there, as well as some other links that might encourage you in your role as a mother. Would you also, if you know of somebody that would be refreshed by this podcast, would you share it with them? Let's spread the word a little bit so other women can be encouraged with the truth from God's word. And also, whatever platform you listen to this podcast, scroll all the way down to the bottom and you will see there a place where you can review the podcast. And good reviews allow other people to be able to find this podcast, Refresh Her, a lot easier. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that you will have a blessed day.